the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into the Bruce Hooley Show. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce. By the way, if you're not yet subscribed to the Ohio Press Network, what are you waiting for? You won't get the news and information there anywhere else. So get over to theohiopressnetwork.com and make sure that you click subscribe. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to welcome in a friend to the show. But first, I want to make sure that you are aware that you need to be here between 1122 and 1145 when you'll hear something you won't hear anywhere else. There's a check for $40,000, hard evidence, written to Joe Biden days after Hunter Biden received 400000 from a Chinese energy company, fitting the H holds 10% for the big guy claim found on Hunter's laptop. I'll unpack that breaking bombshell story. Then at 1235, I'll be joined by Secretary of State Frank LaRose to get the latest on his run for U.S. Senate and to find out why he's calling for an investigation into the Ohio State University. But right now, I want to go to the phone line. Dr. Glenn Dewar has an interesting schema through which to view current events. He was born in the UK, moved to Canada as a teen, and then came to the United States to obtain his PhD. He's a professor of international studies and chair of history and government at Cedarville University. Dr. Dewar, thank you for taking time out of your day to talk with us. It's great to be with you. Absolutely. Hey, I know that we want to talk about uh, what went on in New York City with this Sikh separatist. But if you don't mind, um, would you indulge me for just a moment while I play you? A, uh, first of all, could we start with Israel? Would that be okay? And, or not Israel. I'm sorry. Could we start with Ukraine? Could, could I just get your uh, input on Ukraine? And would you indulge sure. me? Okay. I want to play you a clip of U.S. Senator from Ohio, J.D. Vance, in his conversation on the War Room podcast. And then I want to get your response to it. Uh, cut seven, please. We have to understand that Republicans for once in this town have actually stood pretty firm the last couple of weeks on the question of border security and said you're not going to get another dime for Ukraine unless you do something serious about the American southern border. So Zelensky is parachuting into this domestic political debate about prioritizing our own border. He's not here to tell us anything we haven't heard before. He's here to badger and browbeat Speaker Johnson and Senate Republicans into foregoing our negotiations on border security in order to write him another blank check. I've never seen anything like this. This is not Churchill coming in the midst of World War II. This is literally a guy begging for a handout and telling Republicans to stop negotiating over your own border security. Uh, I'm offended by it. As a United States senator, I'm offended by it. We should be focused on our own border and be having that debate. We don't need Zelensky to parachute and tell us how to run our country. Uh, Dr. Dewar, what's your gut reaction to that sentiment uh, from U.S. Senator Vance? Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle because for Ukraine, they they really do need help. They're at a point where it's uh, potentially a tipping point where Russia really could be on the ascendancy. And he's asked for $61 billion in the most recent aid package. But uh, on the other hand, I agree with Senator Vance because 
just something needs to be done better on the southern border. And really, this is a good opportunity where I think Democrats could plausibly come to the table to do something holistically rather than continuing to kick the can down the road. And so it's it's certainly very, very difficult because a lot is needed uh, in Ukraine very, very soon. Uh, there are real fears of what could happen without that. But there are just, as I've mentioned on this show a few times, there are just other pieces mm-hmm. nationally with our debt, with our southern border that need to be brought together with it. And I think that that's going to be a key part of the overall uh, package. Do you think if strings were attached to additional funding, and what I mean by that, we're hearing that the average age of fighters for Ukraine is about 43. They're outnumbered about five to one. It seems to me that if we said, hey, we're going to give you aid and we're going to support you while you hammer out a peace agreement, do you think that would uh, help free up some money for Ukraine? I don't think Ukrainian is under Zelensky is going to look for a peace agreement, and I agree with them because uh, simply giving up territory is just a very, very bad way to do things. Plus, it effectively kicks the can down the road. It allows Vladimir Putin time to reload and then go at them again in three to five years. And so I think on their, from their perspective, they really do need to win and now and to win back territory. They've been relatively successful in and around Kherson, but it is very, very slow going because they they are outmatched. They, they are against a much bigger um, aggressor, and uh, Russia uh, could wear them down over time. So I think for Ukrainians, they're just going to keep giving it their all just because otherwise there's going to be no country by the end of the decade. Let's uh, and we can come back to that if we need to. But I want to talk about something that I don't think is getting a lot of coverage. Uh, There's a recent revelation that an Indian official plotted to assassinate a Sikh separatist leader in New York. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right, because this is a big story where uh, a U.S. citizen is also dual Canadian citizen uh, had a plot to assassinate him in New York. Uh, he is of Sikh background uh, from northern India, and um, he does support an independent Sikh homeland in the state of Punjab in the very north of India called Khalistan. But it's got all these interesting cross-cutting issues to it because uh, on a similar vein, another Sikh separatist, Hardeep Najjar, was it was assassinated in Canada over the summer by um, a group related to, or at least funded by Indian intelligence, and it created a very significant rift between India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Uh, thankfully, that type of rift hasn't opened up in the United States, but this is an American citizen, uh, Gurpat Wan uh, Panan, that was... Uh, there was an attempted assassination uh, on U.S. soil, and so uh, that is one that really has to uh, raise alarm bells among us. Do you think it is? Do you think analysts are expressing the concerns about these developments, particularly as Prime Minister Modi is, 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 has rising global influence, if you will? Yes, uh, certainly India has become much, much more assertive on the world stage. And part of that is due to the rise of China, because under President Xi, um, the dictator of the uh, 
Chinese Communist Party, China has become uh, much, much more aggressive than under previous presidents. And so India has tried to respond in a way because India and China have their own border disputes. But India has its internal issues, and Modi has favored the Hindu population pretty significantly. And so uh, a number of the Sikh groups, whether in India or around the world, have tried to rally to say, hey, we need to have our own level of autonomy. And some, uh, like the the two previous noted gentlemen, uh, Panan and Najjar, have tried to do that from North America that asserts an independent country from within India. And so Modi does not like all of this or its funding or parts of connection in North America. And so there's a really significant issue here because uh, Modi is very unhappy about what's happening in the United States, but we are naturally unhappy that an American citizen uh, had an assassination attempt by a foreign government and so this is a very, very prickly issue. Do Indians in the United States, including Christians and, and maybe other minorities, do they share concerns about the situation? And, and if so, what are you hearing? Largely, yes, but it depends. When Modi passed a citizenship law uh, in the Lok Sabha, which is their equivalent of the House of Representatives a few years ago, The big target was Muslims within India. And to some degree, Christians, Sikhs, Buddhists, others have had um, somewhat decent treatment under Modi in the early years. But as he's kind of gone on, uh, that treatment has turned. uh, It's become much more aggressive towards uh, Hindu nationalism over Christians, Sikhs, Uh, Buddhists to some degree. And so it really depends because uh, a lot of Hindu people uh, from India are very, very fond of of Modi. He's done a lot for them economically. Some Christians from India have a tacit level of support because of that economic strength, but also because, you know, there's in some states a level of protection for Christians. But in others, there's been very, very significant institution And so deep, deep challenges. And among the Sikh Sikh population, there's been this longstanding desire for an independent homeland Mm -hmm. going back decades. Some of it is connected to terrorism that has uh, hit India, which is one of the reasons why Modi and some other leaders have been so outspoken against it and seemingly have put in place these plots to assassinate the leaders uh, in North America. He is uh, Dr. Glenn Dewar. He's professor of international studies and chair of the history and government department at Cedarville University. Dr. Dewar, thank you for spending time with us this morning. We greatly appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. Have a great afternoon. Hey, uh, stand by. Uh, You don't want to miss what I'm going to break to you next. Uh, Trouble in Biden land. Hey, are you getting married in 2024 or do you know someone who is, or maybe you suspect that your friend, your son or daughter, they're going to get engaged over the holidays. Make sure you point them to the legacy on That's the website for the legacy on That's the venue 
that Ohioans are raving about from Cleveland to Columbus to Cincinnati. Why? Because it's a 20,000 square foot facility. And when you go to the legacy on possumrun.com, you can see the three spaces that make up the beautiful rustic space. There's a barn, there's a greenhouse, there's a Great room with a rainbow bridge and an indoor waterfall. It's magnificent. The cool part is you can look at the calendar and see what dates are available. Pricing is available for you on the website. You can book a tour. You can ask questions. Uh, What else am I missing? Hmm. Oh, and you can see the supply closet. That's That's the place where you get to pull stuff out and use it for free. Things like place settings and arches and centerpieces, you'll save hundreds to thousands of dollars. So make sure that you get to the legacy on possumrun.com and uh, quick asterisks here, Whitney and I do run that business. So you utilizing it and sharing it benefits us. Make sure you get to the legacy on possumrun.com. Your legacy begins here. Speaking of legacy, Joe Biden's legacy, what's it going to be? I'm looking at real clear politics right now. President's job approval, 39.9%, 56.6% disapprove. Direction of the country, 25% say we're going in the right direction. I would guess that those are union bosses, big health care facility bosses, What else am I missing? Marxists, progressives, professors, people who've been swallowing the blue pill. Uh, Wrong track, 67.2%. The duplicity in lack of leadership from the Biden administration, it projects weakness to the world. And weakness brings out the bad actors. We just talked with Dr. Glenn Dewar a little bit about Ukraine And by the way, if you want to weigh in on whether we should be stroking a check for another $61 billion to Ukraine, I'd love to hear what you think. 844-TALK-989. That's 844-TALK-989. Or maybe you want to answer this question. Is there enough evidence to impeach Biden? I mean, the bad actors are out. Iran and its Hamas terrorists. Putin's Russia. And who knows what's going to happen with China, who we now know has more than a chummy relationship with Joe Biden. They have a financial relationship, at least with Hunter, and it appears now with Joe. And they do it, it appears, through a conduit, Joe Biden's sister-in-law. In fact, after Hunter Biden received $400,000 from CEFC China Energy, a $40,000 check made its way to Joe Biden through conduit Sarah Biden, it appears, which is consistent with Hunter Biden's laptop contents that revealed 10 held by H for the big guy. So who is Sarah Biden? Joe's in-law who has emerged as a central figure in these foreign cash deals that are being investigated by the United States House of Representatives, the Ways and Means Committee, the Government Oversight Committee, and then the powerful Judiciary Committee, which Ohio's Jim Jordan chairs. We'll have Jim on, uh, God willing, later in the week. So I'm going to start 
in on this story, it has a lot of tentacles and it has, to me, a lot of implication, which is why, I don't know, go out and search uh, Cleveland.com, the Columbus Dispatch, Dayton Daily News, uh, see if this story's in there. I'm not a betting man, but if I were a betting man, I would say it's not. Um, Not long after her 1995 wedding to Jim Biden, Sarah Biden took a job with one of Jim Biden's brothers, Senate donors, who's Jim Biden's brother, Joe Biden, who later accused her of, quote, fraud and, quote, unjust enrichment, according to court records reviewed by Real Clear Investigations. Now, Real Clear is a syndication partner with the Ohio Press Network, and we're grateful for the work they've done here and uh, in many, many other reports. In the years since, she and her husband have been accused of reneging on debts and failing to pay their taxes, <laughs> a la Hunter Biden. Court and property records show. It's not just a guess. Records show that. Like their nephew, first son Hunter Biden, they've reportedly sold the promise of access to their powerful relative to companies, several of which have gone bankrupt, some of which are tied to foreign countries that are hostile to the United States. Uh, Can you say conflict of interest? Now, Sarah Jones Biden has emerged as a key figure in the mushrooming Biden foreign influence peddling scandal. GOP lawmakers seek to question the 64-year-old licensed attorney as part of their investigation of President Joe Biden for possible impeachment offenses. So uh, I heard a radio show, another radio show in Columbus, Actually, a professor was talking on it just the other day, and he said, well, there's just not evidence. And I went, what are you talking about? Joe Biden, there's a 56-page document that was just turned over with email messages sent from Joe Biden, not from his official email account, but from dummy email accounts that he set up. If you're hiding something, you're hiding something. And as this report will show, there's a plethora of evidence. There's evidence, just like there was evidence early on in the in the COVID response that showed that masks didn't work and the vaccine wasn't the cure-all. It's what you do with the information, right? I mean, you can tell people about Jesus all day long, but if their hearts are hardened and they don't want to accept him as their savior, that's not on you, that's on them. Um, GOP lawmakers want to question Sarah Biden. They're especially interested in subpoenaed bank records that include almost a quarter million dollars in checks she wrote To her brother-in-law, Joe, that is the president of the United States, conspicuously marking them as, quote, loan repayments, end quote. Republicans want to ask her about the origin of those loans and whether checks were funded by Biden influence peddling schemes with China. We'll unpack this more on the other side of this break. Stay tuned to 98.9 FM, The Bruce Woolley Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.